You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Five is almost in the books. The Sunday slate is over. Welcome to episode 103 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Get over to patreon.com slash garage guys right now and subscribe to one of the four tiers that we have covering NFL rankings, DFS rankings for NASCAR. We've got blog posts. We've got it all. You can join the Garage Fam tier. For $10 a month, you can get everything we have included. Um, had another bitchin' banging day, thanks to Drew's rankings for the NFL. So everybody that is a Patreon subscriber probably uh, got that bag, as we like to say. So great Sunday. We're going to be talking about that. Also about to be kicking off the Sunday Night Football recap, talking about Mahomes and his, uh, his magical, mystical powers that was granted to him by a sorcerer from a land far, far away. And I got to talk about some uh, some big booming games that went down. So lots to cover on episode 103. Drew, how was your Sunday? It's one of those Sundays where I feel like my lower back and my hips are like sore because I haven't moved. You know, like where you're six or seven hours straight of being on the couch. You know what I'm talking about? You're like you're stiff. Ah, that's, like that's uh, a full, full, like full blown para, paraplegic. Yep, it's one of those Sundays for me, so I can't complain. I think we were talking about it before the podcast. It's like the first three, four hours, you feel great about yourself, and then eventually you're just – you feel like you're – You like want to die. Bomb. Yeah, you just want to yeah. die. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been there. Like, so, so my Sunday started out great. Um, got up this morning, obviously set my uh, NFL DFS lineups, set my NASCAR DFS lineups, which turned into a huge tragedy. First time in over a month and a half that I've had a horrible day in NASCAR. Just a tragedy. If you follow me on social media, you saw uh, how I felt about it. But uh, it was just a, it was a pretty tragic day with NASCAR. But NFL was good. We made a little money on NFL. Can't complain there. A lot of that was in part to the rankings and uh, just some of the beautiful game scripts that we had today, man. Uh, there was a couple of games that were just fantastic. But, um, yeah, man, just this, this Sunday we I ate some buffalo wild wings today, as I always do. It's kind of a ritual. You know, you just sit down, eat some buffalo wild wings. About ten minutes later, go explode the toilet. Um, and then get back on the couch and just watch football, pop in a dip, and just enjoy the day. So I did that for a little while. And then, of course, I was watching the game at a, at a friend's house Ended up leaving around the afternoon games. Watched the rest on my phone on Red Zone on the drive back to uh back to the st- studio. Just chilling in the studio, and uh, recap this Sunday night game, man. And and by that time, I was just like, the one thing that's going to make me not be a slob right now is getting behind this microphone. <laughs> so, and then now a couple hours later, here we are, and I'm like, damn, it feels like a brand new day. <laughs> like literally, just like so much. Yeah, I feel like the T, like watching Red Zone was its own day, and now we've started a new day here. So I'm with you on that. But it was, it was a really, really fun day of Red Zone. We had a lot of really big scores from players of all positions. So it was, it was people popping off left and right, and I'm sure we're going to get into that uh, here in a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. Sunday night football. Patrick Mahomes. He's a goddamn wizard. Took a step back there a little bit, and he might be injured, right? Did we did we see that? You know, his ankle uh, isn't holding up the best, but fear not. I'm sure he's got – Andy Reid's got some, like, potions or some good, like, syrup from Waffle House to pour on it. So he might be doing okay. But it's uh, – he had he had a couple of throws, man, and you just can't deny that he was just magical with the way that he can just contort his body and make these passes. Chris Collinsworth was sucking his dick all night long, <laughs> which is something – I mean, like – I mean, is it? I've heard a couple games where, like, you know, Chris Collinsworth had like a player's dick in his mouth. I feel like he had Patrick Mahomes' dick all the way down his throat on this game. So, you know, when they have one of those games, he's obviously doing something right out there on the field. But the team, I feel like the team took a step back tonight because the Colts shook me harder than I ever expected to be shook. I thought, and if you listen to last week's episode, I, I came out and publicly said, I think this game's going to be boring. I think it's just going to be like an all-out just fucking piss stomp of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and it was not that at all. The, the Colts are good. Um, I think we heard too much talk about how Frank Reich likes to use analytics to make his plays, and, like, they made an entire, like, segment out of it, which I found unnecessary. Like, that was just their way of trying to be corny cool, I guess. But – this team is good, man. Like, even with Jacoby Brissett making, you know, the few mistakes that he made, they played a hell of a ball game. And I did not see them winning this game, and they did. Yeah, this was all about the line of scrimmage, Chase. I mean, if you if you just watch the game, you could tell that every time the, the Colts offensive linemen were getting off the ball, they were pushing the Chiefs back, and Marlon Mack had a lot of good carries. Um, they just sustained drives and really took the air out of the ball for the most part, and that kind of limits – what the Chiefs like to do with a high-powered offense. So it was a all-around great execution by the by the Colts, and you know, I'm a big fan of, of the team. I, I feel like just because Andrew Luck left doesn't mean it's time to count them out. And hats off to their defense, too, because they lost all kind of players to injuries. And I know they had a bunch of undrafted guys and rookies and, and young players out there that were limiting, limiting that Patrick Mahomes offense. Um, I will say Sammy Watkins' injury kind of – kind of hurt the firepower a little bit, but as we see with Pat Mahomes, he can throw it to anybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter where the ball is going to be going um, with, with Patrick Mahomes, and we, we know that now. Um, that I do have some concerns with uh, with Travis Kelsey, and I'm sure all of his owners do as well because this is an 11-point fantasy game for him, which it should have – the matchup, he should have crushed tonight. Like, they, I think in the beginning of the game, they got on a roll, like after a, uh, after a call or flag was thrown. I don't know, it was a, maybe a fumble or something. They thought it was a fumble, and it wasn't, and it got overturned. And then, like, they just started just, like, shoving the ball into Travis. He started shoving that ball into Travis Kelsey's hands. And, like, they, the defense just could not stop him. And I thought, like, okay, here we go. We're about to get that Travis Kelsey game. And then immediately, fucking, once you pop the fun, don't stop, Byron Pringle comes out of goddamn nowhere and <laughs> goes insane Dude had 25 fantasy points tonight, six receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, and that's with Sammy Watkins out of the way. So this Byron Pringle gets like – who, for one, it's like I don't think we've ever had a player in the league with the last name Pringle. So it's just like I immediately think about those tennis ball chips and how I used to like eat them in a go pack when I was a kid. But now I'm getting fantasy points off of them. You know, I don't really understand – like how this works, but it's just another backing to prove that 
Patrick Mahomes is a magician. He's just out there making football players, just creating them out of thin air. And even though they lost the game, Patrick Mahomes still had 21 fantasy points. So he still got you over that 20-point hump, 321 passing yards and a touchdown. But, yeah, the the he's got to watch that ankle, man, because so many people spent so much money on him in their drafts and, you know, the the draft pick that they took him at, like it's uh, it's worrisome to, to see him dealing with that. And obviously it's something that's that's been lingering and it can continue to linger. These defenses are taking note of that. They're going to start probably aiming for that as, as bad as it is to say. I mean, when you have a, a way to take out the 2018 league MVP, you know, in a game and, and have a chance to beat them and shut them down, like you're going to go for that. So, I mean, I feel like that, that especially if, if the Jets get a hold of him, Greg Williams, I mean, they're not going to get too far. But if Greg Williams could get out there, he would probably become a cheetah and try to attack his ankle because that's just how Greg Williams works. But just seeing that Travis Kelsey was drafted in the second round, that's what really trips me out is just his production this year. Yeah, and Chase, you know the, the Colts defense had to be a – they're pretty much just game planning for Travis Kelsey after the Sammy Watkins injury, kind of making that, you know, some guy named Pringle beat them. So that's that's kind of where we are. So I don't want to be too critical of Travis Kelsey, but once we get Tyreek Hill back in this offense, I think it's fair to say we need to see more. Yeah, I mean, like having – and especially like with Sammy coming back too, like having – just having Tyreek and Sammy out there really will open that lane for him. But it's like now, it's like does it really even matter? Because like we like we talked about before, it's just with Patrick Mahomes being able to throw this ball all around, he's just going to go for the first open receiver he can find. So it's uh, it's it's just we're we're in the week five now. We're, we're used to seeing this offense without Tyreek, and I think that some of us are forgetting what it was like with Tyreek and and it's gonna even though it's 2019 it'll be a new year so just ready to see him get back on the field in general and see if that changes things but if uh if Tyreek gets back out there man and Kelsey keeps having these underwhelming games like this I mean it's 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 obviously too late to jump ship and you just have to ride that out and for somebody that you had to grab that high up in the draft it just sucks but it is what it is glad I wasn't that person put it that way so if you were that person listening I'm sorry for you, but there's always James O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta we can't go podcast about the O'Shaughnessy reference, right? Oh, no. We're going to be talking about him. Um, but uh, another, I got to give another big shout-out for this Colts offense. You know, Jacoby Brissett didn't have the biggest night, but uh, Marlon Mack did. Marlon Mack showed the fuck out. He showed that he's not just somebody that we should just be forgetting about as a as a running back and – even though, yeah, it was a good defensive matchup for him. I mean, he got 20 fantasy points tonight, 132 rushing yards, no touchdowns, three receptions. I mean, still, for him to get those kind of numbers, I mean, that that could have been the what tipped you over the edge to win your league tonight, and you might not have thought he would have been the one, well, not win your league, but that could have been the thing that, that won your matchup for you tonight. Um and so that 20 points really came in handy there, and it just it's another reason to say, like, you know, Marlon Mack was definitely worth it where you drafted him. So got to give him some love for sure. But, uh, yeah, this this Colts team, man, I don't know. I don't know what to do. This AFC South always trips me out, man. Yeah, no telling who's going to come out of that division. Nope, not at all. What's up? Well, let's go ahead and, and move into uh, the Week 5 DFS Patreon rankings recap. Uh, going to be talking a little bit about Drew's NFL rankings for yesterday. And – Another AFC South team 
that was uh, mentioned heavily in your rankings, uh, which I know you're fucking probably stoked about, uh, was the Houston Texans playing today against the Atlanta Falcons. Will Fuller absolutely crushed. Um, number one fantasy producer of the day, 56.7 points on DraftKings, 217 receiving yards, three touchdowns, and 14 receptions. You called it. I did, and I can't remember if I called it on the podcast too, but it definitely was highlighted in the, um, in, on the Patreon content. It was just the perfect spot. I think on the podcast I mentioned the Falcons secondary had just gotten shredded by Marcus Mariota last week and it served as the perfect get-right spot for the Texas offense that had kind of been struggling. So we saw Deshaun Watson return to his old form, and, and Will Fuller was, was the guy. wasn't really DeAndre Hopkins this week, but we know his week is coming. Um, and as crazy as, it, crazy as it sounds, Chase, Will Fuller actually should have had more points. He could have had a fourth touchdown, which I think that enters into a – that starts getting towards a record setting, I would believe. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a wide receiver score more than 60 fantasy points. Maybe one time in my life. There, I, there may be one player that I've seen score 60, maybe a few years ago. I can't remember who it was. But um, 56 is definitely the highest of the season so far. Like, Will Fuller has already – I saw somebody tweeted earlier about, like, he's already, like, made it look like he's got, like, a hell of a stat line for the year, and he did it all in one fucking game. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's so true, man. But uh, Kenny Stills not playing today it definitely helped that uh that production come through yeah for sure and um you know the way i do it on the patreon page is i tier it by um by position and then also by salary so i'm comparing will Ford to people in his price range and he was listed number one so if you if you looked at that you probably were going to play him and i can't remember who i had number two underneath him but he, he was the was a, uh, he was the number one guy you had you had Will Fuller's number one for the tier four and then right up underneath that was Cortland Sutton which was another guy that had a really big day had a really good uh, big play in the beginning of the uh, in the game I remember that big touchdown he hit yeah Sutton's been getting those target chase I think we talked about it but it, it seemed like he wasn't getting anytime you're seeing seven eight targets a game but they're not scoring the fantasy points you want you you feel good that it's coming so. We've seen him get in the end zone now, I think, the past two weeks. And it seems like him and Emmanuel Sanders are the main two targets there in Denver. Big time. Yeah, Cortland being the biggest one with 19 fantasy points today. So, got to give some love to old Court. Um, only other high scorer from that game that I'm seeing here was Philip Lindsay. So, I mean, obviously, the Royce Freeman take is out the window. Dreams are crushed and killed yet again for another season of Chase's hopes and dreams that Royce Freeman can do something with his life. But, uh, you know, that's just what happens when a 19 kid from the 1970s is still with his mom and dad comes into the league, you know? So what are you going to do? You're talking about Philip Lindsay? Yeah. You've never seen like his electric fucking wardrobe where he wears shirts that like go down to like past his nipple line and like with big fat collars and he has the Afro. You've never seen this. I I haven't seen this, but I knew he like, lived with his mom or still lives with his mom or something like that, right? They I'm interviewed sure if that's him. Still happening, but he reminds me like, and I, and I said this on an episode last season, um, well, last football season we were doing an episode, and I, I mentioned the fact that he reminds me of like uh, Bobby Boucher, kind of like in his interviews, like the way he talks, like he's got like a like a slight lisp. That's so got, true. He's got. He's just like. I live with my mom and my dad, and I've been playing football, and I'm having a good, good time. 
playing this sport. <laughs> it's very fun, and I'm getting a lot of attention. But I don't know. They're like, they're like, so they're like, they're talking to him like he's a kid on this interview. They're like, so any girls in your life? <laughs> I don't know about those girls, but I do know that I just got to keep my mind focused on the football. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so like he's you know he's just he's him man he's Phil Lindsay is his own guy but yeah he's, he's definitely got those Bobby Boucher undertones there so um, great movie yeah but um Gardner Minshew pretty much stole the big 1970s flair thing from him. that was like Phillips thing for like a little while but Gardner Minshew came out with the glitter and the sparkles with that kind of a style so it's over for Philip. he's just kind of like the dude now you know just a guy He's the afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe one day he'll be back. But uh, he's still doing the damn thing in fantasy, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, Denver – Minshew's Denver. like that. Hey, Minshew's like that guy that's like in the, the big star in the movies and uh, Philip Lindsay, you know, has moved on to just doing, you know, ABC television. Philip so Lindsay, prime. Philip Lindsay got friend-zoned by the girl that Gardner Minshew's fucking. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a better comparison. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about the same. Same as yours. It's just, you know, different lines, you know, different strokes, different folks. But, um, but yeah, how Chris, do we even get here? I, we always get somewhere. <laughs> like that's, we, we have, we're talking about the Patreon rankings and somehow we're on Philip Lindsay and comparing him to Gordon Minshew. All right. Back, back on track, back to the, back to the targets. Uh, Aaron Jones, another guy you had written down, uh, top of tier three, one of your bold guys. So, you know, if it's in bold, uh, it gets the gold, put it that way. Uh, Aaron Jones, 52.2 fantasy points, 107 rushing cards, four touchdowns. Was not easily predictable, I feel like, just because of what the Cowboys defense has been doing to running backs as of late. But then you remember, oh, yeah, they played three shit teams. Yeah, and then we knew that Jamal Williams was ruled out. So I was thinking, um, yeah, that was that helped me. He rank him where I did. Just seemed like it was a good spot for the Packers offense to get back on track. I know that Aaron Jones has found himself in the end zone a few times this year already, but we really hadn't seen that big yard that big yardage game from him until this week. And this was the first time we saw it. And uh, boy did we see it. It came in bunches. It was so beautiful. this was what we've been this is what we've been talking about, man. This is what we've been wanting to see from from Matt LaFleur and Aaron Jones and that whole offense and we finally were rewarded us Aaron Jones owners. Yeah, I don't want Matt LaFleur to beat it anymore. He's he's doing good, you know? Like beat it, LaFleur. <laughs> we don't want him to beat it no more. I mean, he's doing his job, man. It was uh it was great. They uh they made an ass out of the Cowboys. Just a rough, rough fucking game there. Like I know that there was some the only the one of the biggest uh fantasy scores from that game, I believe, was uh Amari. I mean, he had forty two fantasy points, which is still fucking banging like that's the kind of shit you want to see 226 yards and a touchdown um and then uh michael gallup came back in a big way today 27 fantasy points so glad to see him back on that offense so i mean they're still you know going to be able to work things but zeke had uh 17 fantasy points i mean not the worst but definitely not the best that we could see from that run game so i mean green bay just seemed to have a uh the, the defense seemed to kind of have a little more of a uh a little more punch than they did the week before um, when they got beat by the Eagles. And Dak only had the, the stat line he had um, just because they were trailing. So it was just basically just some garbage time stuff. But still got the good numbers out of, uh, 
out of out of this Dallas offense. You still got what you wanted out of Dak, but they uh, they're definitely not the team America thought they were. Yeah, this is probably one of the big disappointments for the day for me. I did I did have the Cowboys as one of the bets on the Patreon page. I thought they would thought they would take care of their business at home, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers should have known better. Aaron Rodgers seems to always have the, the Cowboys number. Right, just taking him just another that I see that you ever seen like the meme where like it's Aaron Rodgers kneeling down with the kids and it's like Jerry and Dak and Zeke. Like I've been seeing that all over social media everywhere. So uh Packers fans getting to have their fun tonight. And uh they're they're like the nicest fans in the world, by the way. Like they just accept every team. Like if you come if you I've heard if you go to Green Bay, like it doesn't matter what jersey you're wearing, it's just an NFL town. Like they just they, they love you regardless. There's no like uh hate. I feel like, except for Chicago. Definitely a bucket list item for me. I want to go to a game, Lambeau for sure. We're going to make it happen. Um, another guy you had listed right underneath Deshaun Watson in the quarterback area was Matt Ryan, which followed up with 35.9 fantasy points. Um, he had 330 yards and three touchdowns. It's funny, we did talk about this game last week, man, and we said that you felt like this could be the big shootout. Um, we talked about it. It delivered, man. Um, Calvin really was another name that we threw out there last week and uh and he had himself a damn good day too so matt had the uh matt had the people to throw the ball to man i mean it's you know it was just like i said it was a lot of the garbage time on their side too it just but it was that those were i mean between dallas and green bay and the texans and the the falcons and then next game we can get into that you had some players uh you had michael thomas dude with a 44.20 fantasy points you had him listed, and dude, that game, Bucks and the fucking Saints, turned into a shootout. And you know, I had my bold picks. We talked about my bold picks on Friday. The main things I think I said were Jameis Winston would have three interceptions. He did have two, but they got called back, so I was close to delivering there. Um, where I was wrong though was the uh, Cameron Brate and Peyton Barber <laughs> touchdown. So, uh, yeah, Chris Godwin ended up being the being the boy. And I also said Mike Evans was probably going to be the guy. So, yeah, I, I would say I probably lost that that conversation. Yeah, didn't, I think Mike Evans had a fat zero, didn't he? Mike Evans had a goose egg. And if I owned Mike Evans, I would probably be punching holes through televisions. I feel so bad for Mike Evans owners after today. Yeah, he had that uh, Marshawn Lattimore treatment, so he had a big fat zero. And Jameis, Jameis Winston was funneling all those targets to Chris Godwin. And I'm not here to complain about it because I had a lot of Chris Godwin as well. So my, my heavy targets in this game were, were Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin. And was rewarded for that, man. We saw some huge fantasy scores. This is not normal to see this many guys scoring in the 30s and the 40s, in some cases the 50s with Will Fuller and Christian McCaffrey. So um, It was overall, a freak day. Yeah, it was a crazy day, but – Hey, this quick shout out to Teddy Bridgewater, who we've been kind of critical of on the podcast for stepping up. Dude, I've got to give it to him, man. He, uh, yeah, we've been real critical. I've, I've said my shit with Taysom, but honestly, today he proved why he is the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. 31 fantasy points for Teddy Bridgewater, 314 passing yards, four fucking touchdowns. Just an amazing day. Like, we haven't seen something like this out of Teddy. I don't, I can't even remember if Teddy ever scored this much, even when he played for Minnesota. This was a, just a damn good day for Teddy. He proved that, that, he's, that he's getting better every week and if he can continue this like he's doing now. It's either this 
either the Buccaneers' defense are not as good as we think they are because of what Daniel Jones did, or the Buccaneers' defense is that well, and Teddy's just really getting a grip on this offense and learning how to command and lead because he came out in that press conference when we were – I was joking about him with him wearing the dare shirt, don't do drug shit and all that. But, he, you know, he, he showed that. I mean, he's a humble guy. And, and he's like, I just want to do anything I can to ensure that we win. And I'm not really worried about my stat line. I'm not really worried about my fantasy production. I'm just worried about making sure the Saints continue this record until, you know, the starting quarterback comes back in. That speaks waves to the fan base. And doing shit like he did today shows myself as a Saints fan and every other Saints fan out there that even when Drew does go, if Teddy can continue this type of play, we're going to be fine. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I've never been big on the Taysom Hill thing and not really been high on Teddy Bridgewater either. They've been kind of making these games work through their defense. But today we kind of saw that offense trend in the right direction and saw Jerry Cook in the end zone. And I forget who else scored the fourth touchdown. Maybe Ted Ginn scored the fourth touchdown. Yeah, so Teddy Ginn. He didn't just spread it. To, he didn't just, you know, give it to, to AK and Michael Thomas. He, he spread it around a little bit. So good to see that. And I can't wait to uh, to see – how everything's handled uh, next week. And I can't wait to talk about that game. So just a little more confidence in, in Bridgewater and the Saints and um, not so much worried about Tom, Michael Thomas's production. Alvin Kamara seems to have kind of had a little bit of a, of a step back. Um, you know, he's, he scored under 20 fantasy points today. I mean, that, I think that just shows that, that Teddy's going to – they're going to get that ball out in the air. Like that's just kind of what he does. And they're still going to have Kamara a part of that, but – I think that we might be seeing Kamara take a, a little more of a step back uh, in the fantasy production area. Um, and we're going to start seeing more of these receivers doing their thing. And um, one more person, got to give my love to the tight ends. Welcome to the touchdown club in 2019, Jared Cook. You finally fucking made it. I'm proud of you. have been waiting for that touchdown all season long for an entire month now. Glad to see it. And, of course, I benched him in the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Pro League right when he finally scores. But it's okay. I had Will Fuller. So, I, mean, I, I, mean, they, I didn't they need are, the points. They have been giving up the second most fantasy points to tight ends since the beginning of the season. So, there, there was that there, too. That you could have saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Jerry <laughs> Cook just hadn't been seeing enough snaps. Now, I just didn't like what I was seeing from him, man. I'm, I, I told myself, you know when enough's enough. You've, you've done it before. Everyone out there's done it. I said, I'm not playing this guy again until Drew Brees comes back. And when I said that to myself, I said he's going to score a touchdown today. And he did. And I appreciate you saying that because it helped me out tremendously. Um, <laughs> it, getting to some other games, though, away from the DFS stuff. And, again, you can go to patreon.com slash garage guys. Subscribe to Drew's NFL rankings. We drop them every weekend. Go win you some money on FanDuel and DraftKings. This is the way to do it. Drew puts in the time, the effort. You know, I got to brag on you. Love that work, man. It's just fucking incredible. Garage guys taking over the fucking DFS game. And you can follow our DFS Twitter page. Um, tweets are by me and Drew. It's at uh, Garage Guys DFS. So go to Twitter, follow that. And uh, like I said, we post everything on, you know, all of our social media pages. So you can find all of those links that we put up every weekend. And, uh, Drew's going to take you to the promised land. Just tell – you have you have any – like a little quick haiku you'd like to say of how you take people to the promised land in DFS? Live, laugh, love. No, that I'm was, just kidding. That oh. was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it really was probably our best week yet. Um, I know I crushed it on DFS, so happy to have some subscribers come on board. 
and uh, make some money with us. Fuck yeah. Always, always inviting new garage fam on the Patreon page for all the guys and girls that are already there. We love the fuck out of y'all. Appreciate y'all for supporting uh, what we're doing and we're going to keep making it rain on y'all's asses or Drew, Drew is mostly, but I'm going to keep entertaining the fuck out of y'all with blog posts and shit like that too. So, you know, and I'll keep all- asking you Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs and you'll, you'll just tell me, Hey, speaking of that. Um, so yeah. Um, wasn't, I don't think it was like the, the most hardcore, uh, fantasy production game out of all of them. But I mean, there was a couple of players that definitely did the damn thing, but I'm now five and O on what receiver is going to hit big in fantasy Uh, said Adam Thielen on our Friday's uh, podcast and 35 fantasy points for Adam Thielen against the giants defense, 130 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Did it again. I did the damn thing. Don't even worry about stats, analytics, nothing. Just fucking, if I tell you to start Adam Thielen, start Adam Thielen. If I tell you to start Stefan Diggs, start Stefan Diggs. I'm on a fucking hot streak. I love every gosh damn minute of it. Another player from that game uh, that, that I also said that was going to do good, we both said this player was going to do good. It was pretty obvious. Uh, Dalvin Cook, 29.8 fantasy points, 132 rushing yards, no touchdowns, but still got the fucking job done. Six receptions as well for 86 yards. So can't complain about him. So that those are some of the guys that did big. But, of course, Stefan Diggs was the dud. I mean, he did come out and say, I just want to win. I think all the bullshit with him wanting to get traded is, is going to simmer down. So um, not ready to make my call yet for next week, but I'll have it on Friday. And, um, and I'm sure we're going to go 6-0. I feel confident. Isn't it so typical that Kirk Cousins looked great against a bad defense? That's how it always is. It's like bad defense, fantasy Kirk players. Cousins looks good. Good defense, Kirk Cousins looks terrible. It's like two versions of him. Kirk Cousins looks like a fucking character out of the Fairly Odd Parents. That's what Kirk Cousins looks like. I'm just looking at a picture of him right now. Did you ever watch Fairly Odd Parents? I did, and I can see it. Okay, yeah, he's like he definitely looks like. He's I'm definitely googling like, it though. He's definitely Cosmo's like like um, human cousin. You know what I mean? He's definitely related to Cosmo and Wanda, for sure. Yeah, but got got to give it. it. 306 passing yards, man. Two touchdowns. Um, you know what? I don't have to give it to Kirk Cousins because this was a fraud game for him. He just don't don't fucking count on that shit ever again. Just don't count on Dude, that. it's just so typical. Like when Red Zone was on this game, you could tell people were just bragging about how good Kirk Cousins was looking and how he was delivering in a game that there was a lot of off the field, you know, drama. And I was like, man, it's the Giants. This is so typical. If they were playing a good defense, he's gonna get right back to his old self. Right, yeah, and so we're we're gonna see it happen. It's just he's uh he got the effect of the bad the bad team effect happened to him. Made him look like a fucking golden turd. He's still a turd that drives a used minivan. Not that there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're a fucking NFL player that gets paid fucking what ninety million dollars, you probably should upgrade from that minivan from like two thousand and two. I don't know, just my opinion. You know he has a podcast as well. Kirk Cousins does. I thought I thought Adam Thielen did. Kirk Cousins has a podcast. Hmm. I, I've never listened to it, but I'm intrigued, and I'm probably going to check it out this week, and I'll probably have a, a, a small review on uh, on this episode, which, by the way, the episode will be released on Wednesday. Um, the only way you know that is if you heard it right here, and it'll be out released on Twitter later because I'm not going to make any more things about it because we got Talladega coming this week, baby. Woo-woo. Going to be fun. Excited about it. But, um, but yeah, the the – the Giants uh, side of the ball that kind of frustrated me. Um, 
But I mean, what I can't be mad, you know, because I, I knew what to expect starting Daniel Jones against this defense. Like we had talked about on Friday, man, high risk, um, high reward. It just didn't pay off in my favor. Uh, 16 fantasy points, I think, around all that he had. Uh, actually, no, Daniel had 11 fantasy points in DK. I think he had like 16 in one of my other leagues that I'm in where the scoring is a little bit different. I had old Gardner Minshew, and I, I, I debated Ooh. on starting him. I wanted to start him, and then I was like, you know what? You've left Daniel Jones as your starter this entire week. Don't get cute now. Just leave it the way it is. But should have done it. Because going to this game, this is another one of the big fantasy games of the day. Jaguars against the Panthers was a hell of a game. Loved every minute of it down to the wire. Gardner Minshew had 27 fantasy points on DK, 374 passing yards and two touchdowns. Um, he he got a little bit rattled uh, there towards the end. I mean, it's normal. Um, it happens. He uh, but but he he just continues to show that that. Even if he loses, he's still – he's not going to give up to the last fucking whistle blows. And so Gardner's really got that, you know, that game. But I think this is the best fantasy day he's had against a pretty tough pass defense as well, might, might I add you. So um, – and he's making Leonard Fournette look fucking great too. I really feel like he has revived Leonard Fournette in fantasy. Gardner Minshew has done that. 26 fantasy points for Leonard Fournette today, uh, which I believe was another guy that you had listed on your ranking sheet. Tw- what 108 rushing yards he had four receptions for 29 yards Gardner's getting him involved in this pass game Doug Marone's putting together a great game plan um and and just the other than that dude DJ fucking Chark I was waiting for it it took you that long I was about to give you props because I think that's one of your biggest Chark. calls yeah big, best calls of the year for you man you've been on him all all um all year since before the season started and Minshew's had that had that weird connection with him ever since the ever since he first got on the field. So yeah, they they were throwing together in preseason. I mean, they were second team offense, and then as soon as your you know as soon as your backup quarterback gets in, you got to throw one of those receivers from that from that offense to work with him. You know, and and that's what they've done. So we owe Gardner Minshew a lot. Like we owe Gardner Minshew a lot for kind of. I feel like he's been the reason that Leonard's been performing the way he's performing. He's definitely the reason DJ Chark's been getting the production he's been getting. DJ Chark has become basically the number one fantasy wide receiver in Jacksonville and the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville in total. Um, there was so much argument about D.D. Westbrook and all this, and it's just like I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I felt it. A part of it might have just been because he was from LSU too, just because, you know, I've, I watched him play in college, but I knew about his speed and I knew those things. So it's just – it's awesome to see this continuing. And, and, and I, have, I have full confidence that it's not going anywhere. DJ Chark will be a, uh, a household name come, come 2020 fantasy drafts. He will be somebody that's going to be picked up a little bit higher. And um, so well, welcome to the, to the fantasy spectrum, man. Like he's here. DJ, baby. Yeah, it was an awesome game to watch. It was pretty – one thing I did notice and I want to share is it seemed like every time the, the Panthers got the ball, it was so easy for them to score. They would just turn around, hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, he'd run for 25, 30 yards, and they would score. And then everything the Jaguars were doing were like these long, sustained drives where Minshew would hand it off to Leonard Fournette four or five yards, then they'd throw it to chart for – downfield for a few yards it just it was completely different styles about how they were getting their points but um yeah the Jaguars defense is atrocious man I'm a little worried about that before I talk about Jesus Christ McCaffrey I do have to um 
to say Gardner Minshew had this one play where he I don't know if you if you caught it or not, but it was probably around like the second quarter. And you know, he took the snap and he like stutter stepped like three times, like he had a glitch or something. And then he just like threw this the worst football I've ever seen in my entire life to the left. Like it just like came off his fingers like crooked sideways. It's like he was trying to pull a, a true Uncle Rico. And but but the way that he just like his body was just like <clears throat> Like I can't explain it. Did you did you catch that at all on Red Zone? No, no, but I want to go on Twitter and find it after this podcast. Yeah, got got to go find that play, dude. It was insane. Like Doug Marone was like, "What the fuck?" And Gardner was just like, "Oh dang!" Like you could just like see it, like the, the shame in his eyes. But he came back and he got his redemption from it. But uh, I, I was I was talking to the some of the guys I was watching the game with, and I was just like, this motherfucker just went into the Matrix, bro. He came out, and he's, he's about to learn some shit. He's trying to figure things out. Um, and Christian McCaffrey can do that to a person. 50 fantasy points. Not that, like, we even need to, like, to talk about Christian McCaffrey because, I mean, everybody just knows he, he's the number one running back in the league. There's no doubt about it. Um, he would have had a passing touchdown if it wouldn't have been for, uh, for, for him, you know, his receiver – Get, staying in the one spot that he stayed in. I got fucking twisted up on my words right there. But um, the the play that I'm, I'm trying to remember the play perfectly, I think that it was a pass to, to Curtis Samuel, if I'm not mistaken. But he just ran out of field, man. But if he would have got that, dude, it would have been insanity because he had that one pass last season. So it's just like he's just – he's breaking records. He's setting records. And, and this is just another game to put in the file cabinet for what we talked about last week his case for MVP. Yeah, I agree, man. It's, it's crazy. And also to note, he would have had another touchdown, but he kind of got banged up towards the end of the game and his backup ended up ripping off like a 50 or like yeah. a 50 yard touchdown. He doesn't so, even look like a running back either. He looks like a, no. fucking, I thought that they were going to put uh, a Vander Holyfield son in the game. You know, they, they drafted Elijah Holyfield. I think is his name. He was a running back out of Georgia. And uh, they photoshopped a bunch of pictures to make them look like just a fucking, basically like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Like, dude was just fucking rocked, dude. But uh, he wasn't really that built. But I, I thought that we were going to end up seeing that guy. I don't even know if he's still on the roster. He might not even be there anymore. I don't know. He was, well, yeah, he's got to be. He was drafted. But, dude, McCaffrey is just another type of just, it doesn't matter how good the defense is. He's going to get his and he's going to eat. And he fucking ate today. Uh, another incredible game for Christian McCaffrey, just proving why he is – he should have been the first pick off the draft board, which he was in the Pro League, in the GGFS Pro League. He was the first pick off the board. So, And one more game uh, that, I, that I can mention that had a lot of fucking production, dude, um, and it was only from one side of the ball, the Eagles-Jets game. How I did not realize that I needed th- – this just goes to show I probably should have put a little more time into my strategy – on Sunday, the Eagles are playing the Jets, and I'm sitting here following the normal line of everyone going with the Titans defense, which didn't really end up that well. Eagles defense, 35 fantasy points on DK, um, just completely just took advantage of that just depleted Jets team. And that if you had that defense today, you were in the big money. Um, for sure, uh, Carson Wentz didn't have a damn day, though. I don't understand what the fuck happened to him, I think that uh, that he definitely could have got a little more done. But then again, the defense did most of the work for him. So it's like, what are you going to do? But this Jets team just looks god-awful, man. 
Um, and, and I hope that everybody out there that had Robbie Anderson, even though he was coming back this week, I hope you benched him because I told everyone in the beginning of the week I was high on Robbie Anderson. And then when I found out Sam Darnold wasn't playing, that changed in a heartbeat because I don't want no Luke Falk throwing to Robbie because he can't even get the ball halfway down the field. Yeah, this was disappointing that Sam Darnold didn't play because I wanted to see if the Jets could give the Eagles the game. And um, I think me and you both were high on Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder with the, with the assumption that Darnold was playing. So when he wasn't, we obviously pivoted to different plays. So hopefully the listeners did, it as, did as well. Right. So just a huge day for the Eagles. Good, good, good big win for them. That's just going to help them with their record in that NFC East and uh, trying to battle for that top spot with the Cowboys, which they could probably end up taking if they uh, just keep doing the shit that they're doing. I don't think that could be impossible, but um, they just got to keep finding a way to win ball games, man. Some, uh, some stinkers I want to talk about before we, uh, we wrap up for the night, though. Uh, we've already covered Mike Evans. Uh, we talked a little bit about D-Hop not really getting the shit done. Covered Stefan. Keenan Allen, man. I, I expected so much more out of him um, against this, this Broncos team. Uh, yeah, Keenan Allen's kind of somebody that we've come to expect to get targets every game and get fantasy points every day, every game. He's one of my favorite, you know, most consistent fantasy options. But today was a, was a big disappointment. Um, I don't, I don't really, I don't really think Melvin Gordon being back affected that. I think it was more of just a scheme, um, scheme thing on the, on the Broncos side of the ball. Saw a lot of Phillip Rivers passing to Mike Williams or targeting Mark Williams. But um, overall, man, the, the Chargers offense just did not look too good today, and the Broncos got their first win. And just to note, too, uh, we didn't really cover a couple of other games just because it was normal game script shit. Patriots, Redskins, what are you going to do? Jay Gruden came out, basically was talking about how uh, if the key card still works on Monday, he'll be here. So you know that shit's just not, uh, not looking too hot for him at this point. Um, so just that that Redskins team is just god awful, man. I uh, I I went and I thought that Trey Quinn might be able to 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 muster up something because Colt McCoy seemed to have a couple of good games with him when he was starting last year. Trey Quinn shit the bed. I thought he was going to be one of my sneaky guys to put into DFS lineups today. Glad I didn't publicly come out with that because he only had three fantasy points. Um, another game we didn't really talk much about was the London game that the Raiders won beat the Bears. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a fucking day. Uh, finally kind of got that that another – well, we've already had one, but we got another big day out of Josh. Um, Khalil Mack looked like he was basically just like trying to pillow sit Derek Carr because he still loves him deep down on the inside. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but it's definitely there. Uh, but, but, dude, I can't I believe they won that game, man. I can't believe the Raiders won. The Raiders are oh, three and two. That's, I can. That's insane. I can. It's fucking London. We talked it about is the this, London dude. game. It's London. The crazy shit happens. What whatever you think can't happen in a football game, go take that game to London, and that will happen. And that's why the Raiders won this game. It's just it's that's London, man. It's a fucking it's a black hole in a, in a through another dimension where just teams are just flipped. Granted, Chase Daniels is the quarterback for the Bears, but uh, he still made Allen Robinson produce today which is a good thing because we haven't been seeing that out of Mitchell Trubisky. So continue there, Chase. Definitely continue there. But um, 
the Bears D didn't show up though, man. It was weird. And and when they ruled out when the Raiders ruled out Tyrell Williams, I was like, okay, surely the Bears will take care of business. And then what do you know? The Raiders like marched down the field like the first four possessions or something like that. Richie Incognito came out and was just basically just like we 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 didn't go easy on Khalil Mack. Like I think that he thought that we were going to be a little bit easier to deal with, and we weren't. Like so, it's just London just does something to teams, man. Like when when they come back, like I feel like the Raiders are just gonna fall flat on their fucking face again when they're back in America, and they've got a tough little stretch, dude. Like they're they're basically on the road for a while before they're back home because this was technically a home game for them today. So they're going back on the road when they get home. They're not gonna be back in Oakland for a minute. But uh, one player that I thought was gonna do well today that that shit completely was Hunter Renfro. I'm done with Hunter Renfro, officially hanging up the phone on Hunter Renfro for this season. Um, He'll probably have one or two games where he just pops the fuck off. As far as consistent production, I don't think it's going to come because if it didn't come today, it's not coming. Like, Tyrell Williams was injured today. Um, That automatically, like, I already knew Darren Waller was going to be, you know, somebody that was going to be highly targeted. But then – what fucking happens? He's not. It was just a run game. It was just a run show. Like, that That was it. Darren Waller had, what, 70 – or he had seven fantasy points. Uh, Foster Morrow had eight. So, they were using two tight ends in this game. But, uh, but yeah, Hunter Henry only getting two fantasy points. That's not going to cut it with Tyro Williams out, man. So, I'm, uh, I'm off the, the Renfro train. Yeah, you need to refer to the Garage Guys Patreon page for uh, the – the ranks so you don't play Hunter Renfro and Trey Quinn chase. That's the, that's the key. That was just me. That was just, sorry, man. That was me doing my thing. You know, you know me. I had to take take a shot at you there because I was giving you props for Adam Thielen and for um, DJ charge. And now I got to take a shot at you. It's only right. It is, and I appreciate you taking that shot. And uh, because, <laughs> because, like I said, I, I you'll still, get me back. <laughs> yeah, I'll still look at your rankings every now and then. But there, there are still times where I'm like, all right, well, I got this now. Now, now, let me let me go with the 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 gut that that has led me into all kinds of crazy situations in life. And but that, you play somebody against the Patriots D with Colt McCoy QB. You never know, man. Crazy shit can happen. They did get a okay. touchdown on them. Yeah, they did. Nobody oh, yeah. expected that. It was like a it was like a wide receiver reverse trickery play. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who it was. Some guy named like Sims, I think. Yeah, it was some weird shit. And just to to note, two players, um before we wrap up, I had two more of these dud busters. Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Granted, Aaron Jones stole the fucking show. There's no doubt about that, but still expected to see a little more out of these guys with Devontae Adams out of the way. But I guess it just goes to show that Devontae Adams is just the heart of that fucking air attack. Geronimo had four fantasy points, 4.8 fantasy points, and then Marquez Valdez-Scantling with only 2.8. So not a good air day for this Green Day offense, and it really showed bad with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, if, you know if any week Aaron Rodgers gets under 10 fantasy points, like something was just – not working or Aaron Jones went to fucking found the stair, stairway to heaven. And that's basically what happened. The whole time you were saying green Bay, I was just thinking green day. So that shows you where, I, where my, where my head's at right now. Well, wake up. Cause so. September's over. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is late by the way, everybody's listening to this right now and you're morning, your morning commute or wherever you are. And like, it's like fucking one in the morning and we're just talking about sports. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. This is what no we do lie. for you I guys. Mind. I don't mind 
advertising this, throwing it out there. I feel like this is my worst performance as a, as a podcaster yet. Um, you're tired probably because I'm just exhausted. Yeah, I'm yeah. tired. And you're sit over there. The like, couch, sitting on the couch all day will do it to you. You have energy, man. It's, I'm almost jealous, the fact that you're able to just power through this. And I'm over here like about to fall asleep. Sponsored by Red Bull. Because trust me, once uh, once the Red Bull is out and and it's uh, and it gets time to to go and, and wrap everything up, um, there have been times where I've fallen asleep through that process, and I think we we found one of those times a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I have to keep the Red Bull on deck, and I have to sleep in late on Sundays that way. Because if I, the later I sleep, the better I'll be through the night. So I've just had to become a night owl, man. Because if I want to, I want this show to be rocking and rolling for all the Garage Fam out there. I, we do this for you. We love the fuck out of you guys. If y'all have any more questions, anything else about uh, going into to week six, you got to hit us up uh, on Twitter. You hit me up at Garage Guy Chase. Hit Drew at Drew Dean. Ask us questions. The big thing that we we have to we have to address right now is Monday Night Football: Browns versus the 49ers. Yeah, so the 49ers are actually favored by five points here, um, mainly because it's a home game. So I'm really interested interested to see if the 49ers' defense is for real. So this is something I've been monitoring pretty closely throughout the early portion of the NFL season, and it seems like the 49ers' defensive unit's for real. Um, and then we get another test for Baker Mayfield. Um, last week it looked like they were a different team. Um, if you're asking me who to, who to take, I'm going to take probably the Browns on the spread, but I think the 49ers are going to win the game by a field goal. So that's, that's where I'm headed. You know, I, I want to say that – fuck it, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to win this game too. I wanted to say the Browns are going to win this game just because I'm always going to want to probably pull for them just because they're the fucking Browns. But I'm going to be real here. I think that they're going to continue their undefeated streak uh, the 49ers are. I think that uh, Marquise Goodwin's gonna gonna have a little show out game. I'm starting some Marquise Goodwin in my lineup, so that's my uh, that's my go to guy this week. Um, everybody else is gonna be like, why not Brita? Why not Pettis? Why not? I like I like Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, go for him. Not Their receivers are tough, man. I, I can't even tell you who like week in week out to play. Um, I think if I like anybody, it would definitely be him word and I, I and I love that and I'm feeling it I just I made my moves last night to include him into the lineup so if anybody's asking who is my hot start for that game it's Marquise Goodwin and uh Brown side of the ball uh it's just gonna have to be OBJ that's all I can really think of in this one I think that that he's gonna find a way to shine on in prime time that's just what he's gonna do surely the Niners come out and shut down Nick Chubb after that performance he put up last week got to got to that's you got to make Baker Mayfield. Got to make Baker. Yeah, make Baker May, Baker Mayfield beat you because it sure seems like when he has to throw forty times a game, they struggle. Big facts. It really is. So it's going to be exciting. I'm ready to watch this one. Um, so, guys, again, you need anything? Have any questions? Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram um, at GGFS Podcast. Don't forget to call the hotline nine two nine four three zero GGFS. Our hotlines are open. The best time to call is on Sundays and Thursdays. Um, Sundays being questions that you might have for the waiver wire moving into week five. Some guys that we like or that we think you should drop or we think you should pick up. And then on Thursdays, call in about your matchups. Who should I start? Who should I sit? More than happy to help you guys. And we can do that on Twitter as well. So whatever floats your boat, 
rocking and rolling. Again, shout out to the Garage Guys Patreon page. Shout out to Dad's Camper Outlet. We like campers. NASCAR race coming up this weekend. Going to be in Talladega, like I had said before. Um, going to be doing a lot of stuff there content-wise. Uh, so we're, we're going to be rocking and rolling. It's going to be a busy fucking week. Going to be an exciting week. Be sure to keep up with us on social media. Drew, any last words? Nope. Just stay in touch on Twitter or be reading our Twitter accounts because I want to uh, communicate with you guys about the content this week. might be a little bit different with how I'm releasing the, the NFL content because I'll be traveling this weekend as well. Um, right. So, again, remember, show schedule. New show drops this Thursday. This Thursday, we're going to be covering the Thursday night game and the Sunday slate. We're going to come back on Tuesday of the week after with our new show. That's probably because me and Drew will both be traveling this weekend, and we're going to make this thing work for you guys. Want to make sure you all have you all stuff ready for these NFL games on Sunday and want to be able to, to talk to you guys about my trip to Dega and about uh, week six of the NFL Sunday. So put that in your pocketbooks. Tell your friends. Tell your, uh, tell your other garage fam that you know. Prepare them. We love you guys. Great episode. Great week. Finally good to see some some stupid big numbers put up. So celebrate your wins. Cry your victories. Sports. Party. Repeat. Repeat.